Mmm, that's good. Welcome to Digital Coffee. I got the coffee brewed. It is, well, it is a very wet and coldish and stormy day in California. So let's sit down, huddle together with our coffee mugs, and get ready for the tech news. And I'm going to deliver you because there's a lot going on. It's kind of interesting what's going on. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Deister, and let's get on with it. All right, are you one of those that just refuses to use Gmail because it's Google and you don't like Google and the fangs and the flangs and the doodads and whatever else you th can think of that you don't like Gmail, which is fine? Well, uh, you're you're in luck, I guess, or in luck-er. But anyways, if you really want to have like five personalized email addresses, you can do Outlook.com, and it will be ad-free for your inboxes as well, but it's about $20 a year, uh, so it's not that bad, but then once the promo is over, it's going to go up to $50 a year. Now, you can use G Suite and do it $5 a month, so that's around $20 a year, too, so um, there really is no difference. I mean, if you really want to do uh, your name, whatever, at whatever, whatever, mm, made up company you want to dot com and have five different one of those well I guess it's for you if you really want that but I mean just add free stuff and that's really about it it's yeah it doesn't really seem that much uh, I would still go with just G Suite but that's that's my preference I don't mind uh, Microsoft stuff it's just some it's just I th feel like they're just catching up with their email service uh, Outlook has gotten better over the years, but it's still lacking a little bit behind from the other ones. But not as bad as Yahoo. Yahoo's probably the worst one in my list right now. But yeah, if you want to do that, 20 bucks a year. Woo! Alright, Facebook announced today that you can now, um, you know, do PayPal transactions through Messenger. That's right! Starting today, but it's only for U.S., unfortunately. Uh... Other countries will come eventually later, but yes, today you can send transactions with PayPal through Messenger. So if you do a lot of Messenger transactions and you have a PayPal account, this could be something good for you. If not, I would totally disregard it because, well, why would you ever need it? You, 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 the answer is you wouldn't need it. I hate to say that, but you wouldn't need it. But most of us have PayPal or, or one of the other payment services, but PayPal is the most uh, popular. Now, the weird thing is is that they didn't use uh, Vemo for this at all. It's PayPal because PayPal owns Vemo. If you did not know that, well, now you know. Uh, and so, well, this is your option if you want to do it. If you don't, you, you don't have to. You're not forced to do it. Uh, but yes, you can now do transactions, which is really great because it will say paid with PayPal, shipping address, all the other fun stuff, and it'll be org confirmation. So... Hop to it if you need to. If you don't, well, you don't have to. All right, Facebook also has expanded its safety center to 50 languages. And, and well, apparently the bullies are just bullying other people. Here's my thing about the whole bullying controversy on social media. First of all, it's words. Seriously, people, can you not understand? They're just words. Please, for the love of God, I've been bullied Oh, through high school, and this was basically a physical, people were bullying me face-to-face -face type of a thing, and I got it for about a half a year as a freshman year. 
as a freshman in high school. And that was rough, I will not say it. But the thing about social media is that you can turn it off. You can disconnect it. You can log out. You do not have to take it. It, it is your choice to be there and still take it. And the other thing is, parents, please get involved. I My problem is with this is that parents just don't really seem as involved as they should be. And it feels like parents want the companies to save their child from bullying but never take the responsibility of, you know, actually trying to help their kid through it. Look, it, life is rough. I will not deny that. It sucks sometimes. However, uh, that's how you grow stronger. You know what? With the bullying that I went through, it made me think smarter. It made me a little bit more self-confident in myself because I... I look back at pictures and I, yeah, I was an easy target. I could see I was an easy target because I was hun hunched shoulders. I just, I just didn't look like um, I was very confident in myself, and that made me change. It, I mean, it sucked at the time, but eventually you learn to trust yourself and not care what everybody else says. The problem is that we care way too much what random people tweet or post on our stuff. And there's always a block button if you really need to, or just don't, don't engage. I eventually don't engage because I don't care that much. You have to determine that. Person you barely know, don't care what they say. They don't know you. They will never know you. They don't care to know you. They just really want to, you know, rile you up. So don't care. I mean, I've had a couple tweets where I've said something and they keep on going and they go, oh, he's going to a safe space. And I was like, I, I don't care. And I just didn't ever talk back to them. And they left me alone. Like I said, I get why they're trying to do it. However, seriously, we need to take responsibility for our own actions. And, like I said, you can always disconnect. No one is forcing you to be on social media. I love social media, but no one is forcing me to be on there. I don't have to be on there. Alright, now... Like I said, it's great that they're giving tools, but I want to come back, but I always come back to the person. You don't have to be on social media. It is not imperative that you be on there. You st you still will have a life outside of it. I know, weird. Uh, but, like I said, there, th this just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, we need, we need to have a safety center. Our safe spaces are being invaded. Oh, no! Like, you're sa the best safe space you, you have is in your mind. Like, no one can take that away from you. Well, not yet. I haven't seen anything yet. But no one can really, as far as I know, take that away from you. That is your safe space. Use that. Use the mind. The mind is the most powerful thing you've got right now. I mean, social media is great, but I just it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you don't have to engage. If you know someone's trying to rile you up, don't engage. Just, just leave it alone. They'll eventually just move on to another target. Because that's the only thing they're doing is finding an easy target that gets upset and then they move along. And then nobody will, they won't care. Like they, they just don't care about you. And they just want to see you have a reaction. So my advice, if this is happening to you, sign out, sign out on your phone, and leave for a couple days, come back, the thing will be over. And just so you guys know, if even if someone that barely knows you that's making fun of you, they don't care. Like they just want to see you you riled up. 
So don't let don't let it rile you up. Do something else. Write it out. Run. Run's actually pretty good for frustration and stress. Do anything else, but don't take it too seriously. It's social media. It's not even real life. It's just you show the best parts of your life. That's it. Okay. Moving on to... Uh, well, the Microsoft event's coming up. Yes, uh, about two days, well, a day and a half, and a day-ish, around that time. Uh, they're going to be unveiling it, and there's some interesting tidbits coming out. First of all, there is uh, what looks like a Surface laptop that could be there, Paint 3D as well. Plus, there's something called uh, Surface Studios that could be an all-in-one PC. I don't really like all-in-one PCs, to be honest with you. Uh, but if you're a type of person that doesn't really like your, to build your own computer, that could be a good thing for you. There's also Surface Dial, which probably could be the new phone that Microsoft wants to do. You know, the whole rebranding of the whole their whole Windows line, which they need to do because they need to figure out uh, some better way of you know making their mobile actually more profitable because it's not doing very well for them so far. Also, there's a possible unnamed Surface wearable. So Microsoft did have a wearable kind of fitness tracker and they've discontinued that. So it could be more Surface and I would not be surprised if it was under the Surface line because that's what people now know with Microsoft is the Surface type of portable laptops, tablets, etc. So you could be seeing more of that. You could be seeing some interesting thing coming out of Microsoft. And you know Microsoft's been doing quite well with uh, their newfangled technologies, uh, or just technology in general. I just wanted to say that newfangled, uh, but yeah. So I'll be impressed on October 26th to see what's going, what's coming out from them, especially the Paint 3D, since that was leaked a little early. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see what they say. We'll, I'll be if I'm impressed, I'll let you guys know through Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is, it is uh, basically a uh, audio blogging thing that I try to do as often as I can. If I don't get back to you, I'm sorry. My phone uh, decided to die on me on Sunday, so I'm phoneless for a month. I'm using my iPad. Mm -hmm. At least I have the iPad. Anyways, moving on to some Apple news. Now, Apple has released 10.1 update, and this allows for portrait mode in the iPhone 7 Plus. Now it's only for the iPhone 7 Plus, so if you do not have the iPhone 7 Plus, you will not get this portrait mode. And what it kind of does is that uh, Apple compiles data from the iPhone 7 II cameras, along with some clever machine learning tricks to uh, calculate depth of field and give you an increased amount of background blur that mildly replicates the look of a bright lens on a DSLR or mirrorless camera. So that's kind of what it does. Uh, so it'll be an interesting trick to see if it actually is going to be any good or not. There are, probably are some bug fixes as well. So even if you don't get this, it might be well just to upgrade or update anyways. Uh, but yes, if you do not have the iPhone 7 Plus, you cannot get this. You will you will not get this. You will be out of luck. I'm sorry. I did not make this decision. That's all Apple. Blame Apple. Like, do, do, do like a really long... Now, why do I not get this? Apple, rah. That probably won't get you anywhere, so I would, I would elaborate a little bit more. But someone actually has done a uh, comparison test between the iPhone 7 Siri and the Google Pixel, or more, I should say, more the assistance of them. So, uh, Google Assistant and Siri. And what it found is, and this was Marcus Brownlee, uh, squared it off and kind of did a side-by-side -side comparison, and what it found was that 
Even though Siri was a hair f uh, of a fraction faster, Google Assistant gave you a better, uh, better, more detailed, accurate results. Uh, so that's another thing to look at. And then it squared off on jokes, and Google Assistant had better one-liners. Even though Siri's more famous for her, you know, little jokes that she throws out, it looks like Google Assistant is showing a strong uh, one-liners throwing out there. I don't know if it'll be as of a smart ass as I am, but I'll see when I actually get the Pixel phone at end of next month. Yeah, I know it takes a while. I really want it now. Come on, Google, send it now. Oh well, it happens. All right, it looks like the FTC is getting complaints that Google, Disney, and others are profiting from deceptive ads aimed at kids. Now here's the thing, I get it, Influencer marketing is a big thing in marketing. It's a way for uh, brands to actually get it to the people that uh, well, a lot of followers trust and watch or listen to or tweet or whatever they do with it every day. And they usually get a lot better hits than just doing a regular advertisement. So that's one thing. The other thing, and I understand deceptive ads, they could be incredibly hard especially for young kids to understand and this is where lo and behold the parents come into again i don't want to keep i don't even have any kids now let me let me preface is that i have done or i've ha, i have worked with uh been a special ed teacher i've been an instructional aide, so i have in some ways been a little bit of a chaperone slash parent i mean it hasn't been 24 hours a day so there's that as well but i have done some like parenting discipline types of things uh, with students or high school, more high school level, which it can be a little bit more difficult. Uh, but I get that parents are concerned about this, especially other groups like Public Citizen, Center of Digital Democracy, and CCFC. Uh, however, my thing is always, why are the parents not talking to the kids? Why are the parents not doing, you know, be digital smart? If there's an ad that looks like they're selling to you, and like role play with them actually talk to your kids i know it's weird right but thing is that parents can say no when a kid wants something it's okay to say no it's okay for them to know they're not gonna get everything they want to in life this will actually help them later in life so it's weird when a kid goes i want this no but why because there's going to be something, and you can explain to him if you want, well, there's some things in life that you cannot get. Sometimes you have to earn these. Sometimes it takes a while to get this. So if you're good and if you do a lot of things down the road, maybe we'll consider getting it for you. But it's not going to be always instant, and you're not always going to get what you want type of a thing. Do a teachable lesson. I don't know. Do something. Like, be creative about it. But once again, I get that deceptive ads are terrible, and they should disclose this uh, as well. I do not disagree with that. But what I what I just have never understood is why nowadays parents take absolutely no responsibility for their kids. I'm like, you're the one that decided to do, you know, a little, little, little nasty and have a child, which I'm all, all in favor of. And now you just don't want to take responsibility for it. Like, dude, if you're going to, if you're going to do that, you have a responsibility afterwards. And that's your responsibility is to teach your kids great lessons and I know there's a lot of great parents out there and if you are doing that you're awesome but the other parents that aren't seriously sit down and talk to your kids tell them that you're not going to get everything in life 
be sure they understand this. Be sure they know that sometimes they're going to have to earn things and it might take a while to do that. And, I mean, ha I mean, if you need more of a direct and more of a understandable, like, communication line, make, then, you know, set out like a, like a, like a, like a planner or like a date on, like, if you do all this stuff for a month or so and just do it one by one, you will get this and have a goal towards it. And let them, like, teach them to be hard workers. It's a great lesson. I think. I mean, I could be wrong. But, yeah, I mean, I do agree that they should be at least saying, hey, look it, we have, we've got this from Legos or whatever, and we are testing out this product. At least disclose that part of it is what I would agree with. It's the only part I would agree with, but I do say that parents do have a responsibility to teach their kids that they aren't going to get everything in life, and that sometimes it takes a while to get things that they really want. It's called hard work. Maybe I'm just a person that decides that that's the thing to do, but that's just me. All right, Twitter has, well, interesting enough, decided that they're going to release <laughs> their uh, earnings or their earnings report at 4 a.m. on Thursday. 4 a.m. That's Pacific Standard Time, so it's going to be a little bit later on the East Coast because reasons. I mean, there are some reasons, and that's going to be that other companies are actually reporting it at the same time. So there is that there is that thing as well, so they don't really want to, you know, be a part of the crowd, but I think they just really just don't want to answer a lot of questions, and if they get people that are on the West Coast that are asleep, they don't have to answer those questions. Could be that, more private. Now, people are saying that, I mean, it's Twitter... It has been doing it as well as, let's say, Facebook or Instagram. It's owned by Facebook anyways. And they're saying that the reason why companies didn't want to buy them is the bullying. But here's the thing. And one time, I want to stress this. If you're being bullied on it, if there's a random person or, an e or a Twitter egg, don't engage because they don't care. They just want to see you riled up. Do not engage. Just take a breath, go, oh, uh, okay, and, and think logically about it. Be like, can, and I can figure it out, too. I'm like, oh, they just really want to troll me, so I'm just going to leave it there and not talk to them. And they will do maybe one more tweet, and then when they figure out that you don't want to talk to them, they'll move along. They'll just move along. If it gets so bad, just block them. Like, just, just, you're done. I've done that once. I've only done it really once uh, because someone was trying to insult me. Because a picture I took of myself and it just didn't really make any sense and he did it in all caps and I was like ooh troll alert and we went back and forth and I just went fine I'm just going to block you because you're not adding anything to the conversation you're just being dumb um, so I mean you have options to do it I don't know why businesses are like oh trolls ah I mean you know, always tools to add I mean eh. I don't know maybe I just like free speech a little too much and some people don't Doo -doo I'm talking to you social justice warriors you may like, you may not like to hear, but hate speech is actually free speech. It's ineffability in America. All right, moving on. It looks like the co-founder and the former CEO of Clout. And if you're wondering what's Clout, well, it was um, a way for you to track or have a numerical number for your influence on social media. It made huge waves in like 2000, not 2000, 2010. Um, then they did 2.0, and then they eventually sold off to Lithium for $200 million. And then, well, Joe Fernandez left because I guess he didn't want to do it anymore, which is totally fine. You can make your career change if you want to. 
Now it looks like they're making a new company called Joy Mode where they will, will basically give you um, like cotton candy machines or something like that for a rental and then you can bring it back because there's some things that you just don't want to store, which is perfectly understandable. It'll just be interesting to see how well this model works out. They're only in a beta mode right now, but I mean, it looks interesting and it's way different from what he's done previous. Previous it was just all tech and it's a tech startup and there's a difference between logistics and tech because I mean, most of tech is you're worried about more about servers and how much server cost is going to be and this is more about logistics and how to get something to point A to point B and that all fun stuff. So should be interesting to see if it actually works out for him. I mean, kudos to him to do a completely different uh, type of industry that has little to not very much knowledge I'm pretty sure about. But like I said, kudos to him for actually doing it. And this should be interesting to see if his actually new company is going to you know, work out and be profitable. But I hope it is because I always want people to have profitable business, businesses. It never actually happens, but I always want to see it. Always do. Always have that hope. All right, there is some interesting things going on with uh, AI. Now, they did an experiment with an AI system that, allow, that would help the European Court of Human Rights with uh, rulings, and it was pretty accurate, about 79% accuracy. So that's interesting. It used an algorithm, machine learning algorithm, excuse me, to actually, you know, look at different types of cases, um, and it looked at related to 584 cases of violations of Article 3, prohibiting torture, uh, 6, right to a fair trial, and 8, respect for private life of the European Convention of Human Rights, which has been ratified by 47 European countries. Mm. And so what it did is it looked through, the, what they did with the researchers did a cluster of n-grams, um, and from the procedure, uh, circumstance, relevant law, fact, and legal argument section of the case documents and to generate a list of topics of semantically related groups of work clusters for each case. They then applied machine learning algorithms called support vector machines and clarifiers to determine which of those data inputs were more accurately predicted the outcome of the cases. And they set aside 10% of the cases to test the accuracy of their system and this is where it came about the data showed that it predicted about 79 percent of the verdicts in their uh, sample of article of article three six and eight cases correctly um so what this actually means is that well it looks like it could help uh the judicial system find ways of accurately predicting uh cases finding uh ways of you know speeding maybe speeding up the process a little bit but also just helping facilitate between court cases maybe in the united states and europe and i'm all in favor of helping tech support and well helping the workload a little bit because there were a lot of court cases apparently so in 2015 in the european uh court cases there are about 823 judgments but uh struck but struck out or dismissed 43,100 as inadmissible. In the previous year, about twice as many were ruled inadmissible for 891 judgments delivered. So there was even more in 2014 than 2015. Um, so I think it's cool. I think it's cool to see what people can do to have AI help, you know, us humans. Because we always need help. Help, I need somebody. You know, that type of thing. 
All right. Now, the biggest news, well, one of the biggest news, I should say, from the past week and the weekend has been AT&T wants to buy Time Warner for $85 billion. Now, I am fully against this to... There's a few reasons. One is that the consolidation of power and having one have more power than the other, and it drives less competition. Usually less competition, what it does is that there is no competitive pricing. The great thing about capitalism is uh, competition and pricing. And the problem is with these big companies buying up each other, you have less competition, which is never a good thing, especially in the cable internet services. There are not very many players in general anyways, and I'd rather not see that ever, ever happen. Because the problem is that we already have bad internet, and it just compounded with less competition means they will not price competitively because there's no reason for them to. Uh, so I would say that the government absolutely needs to strike this down completely and say no in the best interest of the consumer we will not allow this deal to go through because it doesn't look like it's going to be in the best interest of the consumer whatsoever in any stretch of the imagination. I do not see this actually helping. Actually to see this just being <laughs> complete debacle for the consumer and a win for AT&T because even though they say nothing will change it will change. Most companies will envelop the other company and jobs will be lost and all the other fun stuff because that's what's going to happen. Alright the other big thing was the DDoS attack or the d dedicated denial of service attack that happened on Friday. Now it was mostly originated around the East Coast, but what we found is that a Chinese firm admits that it's that basically Nira, which is a botnet, uh, hacked DVR's cameras and the problem was because it had weak passwords. That's right. The company had terribly weak passwords, which is never a good idea. I don't know how many times I say never have one, two, three, four. And if that company had that, shame on them. But the problem was that what happened was on Friday is that uh, Mira, well, let's go even back a little bit further. Now, Mira was a botnet that was released by a hacker group uh, a couple weeks ago because they weren't doing it for altruistic purposes. They were doing it so they wouldn't get tracked by the federal government because that's really what they were more worried about. And so that's what they did. And so what happened is that the hacker community took it and now is trying to do copycats of it and trying to implement it and take down other sites with it as well. The problem with, with a dedicated denial of service attack is that you cannot really predict what, when it's going to happen and you cannot really stop it because instead of using kind of a um, the IP address and blocking that, you kind of just have, and it's usually because of a Windows XP type infrastructures, uh, just little bots that say, oh, we're going to do this now and just sending packets and packets and information to there. And so you're sending so much to one server that it just gets overloaded and it cannot do any other requests because you have like maybe thousands now of different ones doing it that it just gets crazy it gets super crazy and so that's what happened with the dns uh server and that's why i made twitter spotify shopify and all these other ones go really really slow and this is a lesson to you that wearables have terrible security and companies really really need to address this they really need to find a a really strong encryption so this does not happen again because the problem is that you may not understand that smart TVs, smart thermostats, smart locks, smart bulbs, 
have terrible encryption. It's great that it locks it conveniently through your phone, but if someone can hack it and just unlock your doors, there's no point to it then, because then it's just like, you might as well just get the old standard bolt lock and do that, because at least they actually have to, you know, brute force it down. I mean, no lock is ever going to protect your stuff. And yes, people are going to find a way to get in, but at least they're going to have to try of hacking. All right, I'm in. And then there you go. There's all your stuff. Uh, so what I think is, I think smartwatches are fine for now. I don't think those are the main cause of it, but they could be. I think the problem is with smart TVs, smart fridges. I don't think there's too many of those out right now. Uh, smart bulbs, smart locks, and smart thermostats. Need They need to figure out a way either using AI or some other way of doing security. Now, my other thing is for security firms, I actually do think that they need to find a way of using AI to actually help with security and viruses and all the other things in general, especially with, as it can learn and figure out ways to circumvent this stuff. It would actually be a much better way of doing it. Like I said, I'm not fully against AI. I think AI can be used in for great things. I mean, call me... Call me optimistic on that one. I mean, I've seen T2 and all other other stuff as well, but I still think that there are some good uses that could be for these. Not just self-driving cars, uh, but also just for, like, helping with security uh, features as well, especially uh, online security. It would be a great help. The other problem thing is now with uh, self-driving cars, this could be a very big deal of just having self-driving cars being hacked and people using it in nefarious ways. So once again, before this all comes out, there needs to find we need to find a way to having really great security because this is only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. And so once again, we need to hold these manufacturers in uh, accountable either by litigation. I really don't want to do litigation, but if that's a step to actually get them to wake up and be like, hey, we don't want this anymore. That may be the next best step because something's going to happen terribly beyond this and they're going to be responsible like this Chinese company. Also, just don't buy cheap Chinese stuff because, well, I should say cheap Chinese DVRs and cameras because this is what's going to happen. They're going to have terribly weak security and you're going to have a problem on your hand because it has weak security. So my thing is, yeah, try your best to buy something with adequate security. Uh... Always have a strong password. Use LastPass. Use Bitwarden. Use one of those to actually help with security as well. Please never, never, ever, 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 ever use 1234 for your password. I swear if you do that, I will figure out a way to slap you. Maybe I'll just slap you digitally. But seriously, never, ever, 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 ever user use one two three four or password or four three two one or one two three four five six or any one of those. Don't just don't use them because they are weak passwords. Anyways, one last thing is that Android Pay is getting support from Visa Checkout and MasterPass, and Samsung Pay gets MasterPass as well. But I don't really care about Samsung Pay. Uh, but I've always wanted to use Android Pay. My bank won't allow me to use it yet because it's not, oh, it's not verified with it or whatever. But I'm hoping eventually it will because I really want to use it. And to be honest with you, actually, Android Pay and Apple Pay is probably the best security that you can get for your cards. As long as your phone doesn't get hacked or ransomware, then you're on your own on that one. 
But as long as it is your phone secure, what it does is that when you pay for something, it sends a random, random set, of, set of numbers that isn't your credit card number. And so when someone actually steals it from the store, they won't know what the heck this is unless they can figure out what the number's subscribed to. But it's actually a much safer way of actually doing things. It's why I always prefer or wanted to actually do this, but never got a chance to. So eventually what I do, I'll probably use this a lot more than I'll actually use an actual debit card because it's a lot safer way safer plus it's on my phone why would i not want to use it yeah but yeah it's this will be starting early 2017 so it'll be another great thing to actually actually have because i really want to use android pay i really want to see how easy it is and how fun it is and woo and all this other fun stuff uh but yes i'm hoping Android and Apple Pay will just be ambiguous and actually be on more sites. Um, I know Apple Pay is slowly getting there, but I want Android Pay to be there as well because that's what I want to do. That's what I want, folks. That's what I want. You may not want it, but that's what I want. Anyways, moving on to apps, programs you should try this week. All right, are you sick and tired of Tinder, OkCupid, Coffee Meets Bagel, Hinge? happen. Any one of those, do you just not like them? Well, Magnet might be the one for you. It's attraction on the spot, and it will allow you to, you know, find your date on site. So you're like, man, there's just no, oh, there may be some. Uh, it will allow you to see different spots. Now, I tried it a little bit before my phone actually died, <laughs> and eh, I think it's good for LA. Uh, or, so if you're in LA area, it could actually work very well. It is on uh, Google or Android and iPhone, so I would just say the Android one is in beta, or they're both in beta. I can't, the site just says beta available now. But uh, it's, it's a very slick app, it's very interesting. I just, for me, I always say that uh, online dating is like a, it's a dumpster fire just careening down a hill. But that, that's, that's my opinion about that. Anyways, moving on to, and I always want to talk about coffee and stuff, and this looks very interesting. Uh, it's made by the people that did Goat Story, and that was kind of like a little like goat's horn like coffee um, cup that allowed you to tightly seal it and put it around your back because it'll carry it. Well, they've made Gina, which is going to be a smart coffee instrument, will allow you to brew pour overs but cold brew as well. It also has an integrated scale, which is another hard thing to get. So it actually has an app that allows you to uh, know kind of like how to make it. It looks awesome, looks great. And now it's a little pricey. And also it looks like it's only an iPhone app, which is another lame thing. Uh, but it looks very interesting. I actually would not mind getting it. However, it's it's on a Kickstarter right now. It's about $160 if you want to do that as well. Uh, you can also, there's also a pressure valve or valve precision. Uh, to allow you to, you know, do different types of pour-overs and get the best um, the best brew because pour-overs are usually a better way of actually doing it. Uh, I love pour-overs if I could actually do it, but sometimes I just, I just can't do it. Sometimes it's just, it's just difficult. But yeah, um, I highly recommend it. The great thing is that the scale is built into it so you don't have to buy a scale and that's the other like problem with it. Um, now it's going to come in three colors. It's going to come, well, three-ish colors, steel, white, and black. Uh, but yeah, I think it's great. It uses uh, Bluetooth 4.0, which is another great thing. But I think it looks like great. Once again, if you want to get it, it's about $160 to actually kickstart it and get the device itself. So it's not cheap, but pour-over systems are usually not that cheap anyways. All right, you're one of those people that just needs 
needs contacts well simple contacts is there to help you now it's right now it's available for ios but android is coming soon as they say it um so it allows you to take test select your prescription and sit back and relax and within 24 hours you'll get your contacts so if you're one of those that always needs contacts or needs something or needs to figure out this might be a good one for you actually figure out i mean hey we all need to have really great eyesight and i've been like is that a five or a three or an l i can't tell i have terrible uh, near sight because it's so far away that's right your sight means you can't see far away and far sight means you can't see close yes it's the opposite opposite day on that stuff Anyways, that is the end of Digital Coffee, and thank you for joining. And as always, subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and ACAST. I just got on that as well, so be sure to tune in. And I'm going to have a new schedule where I'm moving Marketing Blend to Saturdays, because I feel like it just works out better that way. Plus, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, Facebook, uh, Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram, Digital Coffee Podcast, uh, Periscope at DigitalCO77EE, uh, and then Vine at Digital.Coffee, Player.me, Digital Coffee. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on uh, Podbean and Patreon Digital Coffee. Also, I have a store up and running at store.digitalcoffee.com to get all of the Really fun coffee mugs and t-shirts and a hoodie. I have a hoodie there as well. All right, guys, join me on Friday when I talk about Gamers Cafe. That's right. You're not going to hear me for a little bit. All right, guys, have a good middle of the week, and I'll see you on Friday. Later, guys. Bye.